In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Devin White, linebacker, LSU. Well, getting more. We're hitting uh, the off-season strides here, Matt. What you? Uh, I listen. It's been a little bit of a break. It's been a break. Well, this is the only time in football you can say there's nothing going on because after the season you got draft shit. And all that, so it's like this is the only month period where everyone gets to get away. You kind of hope we don't see our players on the late evening news, like, oh. "Hey, one of our dudes just got arrested." Type Jameis. of shit. <laughs> so, Jameis. I think, think James. Well, we can start off there. Have I think James? No, 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 no. Hold up. James is whatever. We starting with with uh, number ninety three, and I don't mean Endomic and Sue. Oh, that's the only 93 I know anymore. It's Indomitian. You don't remember, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, he plays for the Panthers now. Gerald McCoy? Oh, he said he was home now, so. Look, I'm going to say this, and I know you have strong opinions about it, but I'm going to make it quick. His play declined. It just is what it is. It, it's natural. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I still think he's a good player. I'm not even saying he's bad. I'm not going to talk shit about him. Because I appreciate all the shit he did for the for the Bucks. I really mean that too, and I'm not trying to discredit him in any way. I do mean this with respect. But nobody gives a fuck about him going on first take or whatever the fuck it was, talking about he felt disrespected. You felt disrespected. Bitch, I felt disrespected for the last seven years paying for tickets and watching that defense. That's what I felt disrespected about. You getting a hundred million dollars and I'm sitting in the seat getting a twelve dollar charge for a beer, watching you not do shit. So I mean, you could say whatever. I just was very surprised that he went on. What was it? First take? I can't remember. But he went Undis- on there. Undis- uh, what is it? Undisputed yeah. with, uh, with Shannon and Skip Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on there just to talk shit about the Bucks. That's all it was. Like, literally, that's all it was. And it was just like, dude, if you've moved on yeah, and you're and so happy, if, move the fuck on. Know, and if he didn't know that that's what it was going to turn into, then he's dumber than he looks because – you got to know they're going to try to goat you into saying some shit because that's how those guys are. Yeah, And it's just like, look, man, at the end of the day, you get up there. If he didn't do that, that national thing, and he didn't do the damn Cinco de Mayo post, everything would be kind of kosher. And it would be like, cool, if he came back, maybe we put him in the ring of honor, maybe not. Like, And, and it's all good. But now it's like, bro. You get up on national TV and you're comparing yourself to Rondé Barber and Mike and these guys like you didn't even go to the fucking playoffs when you were here and you were supposed to be the captain and one of the best players. Kiss my ass, dude. Yeah, it's just soft as fuck, to be honest with you. I'm sorry I'm cussing so much. This one just kind of, for whatever the reason, kind of set me off, to be honest with you. And let's be real. That's probably what Bruce Arians don't like. Bruce Arians is an old school dude. Me and you talked to like dude coached what when he started under bear Bryant, like you yeah. think some dude like going on Instagram and all this shit. No, he wants, he wants a dude like a Dominican Sue that'll step on someone and spit in their face and, uh, you know, get shit going. Literally. You know, it's like, you need what it like. It, I'll, I'll, this quote is from Ian Beckles. So I'll give him a shout out from his podcast, but like, what did Jared want us to do? Throw him a fucking parade that he left the team. Like, what, what do you want, dude? I See, that's the thing. It's like, I, and I honestly put some thought into that. It's like, I, 
what do you do when you release a veteran player that has had a good career? Like, I, there's no like precedent necessarily, but at the same time, I don't feel no. like he didn't bring a championship. It'd be one thing he if didn't like the playoffs, dude. Tom Brady walks away from the Patriots. They better throw that fucking guy a parade. Period. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But look at like who who was Richard Seymour played on how many of those teams that went far? You know what the Patriots did? Shipped him out and traded him two years before he was his decline. And there was no parade. Yeah. There was no nothing. And that dude won Super Bowls with them. Yeah, there's no precedent for that, especially in football. Shit, look like, at what happened with Warren Sapp. Yeah, I mean, Brooks, you know, like we, we told Brooks he was done before. I, I don't think he exactly wanted to go at that point, but he just didn't want to ever play for another team. Remember he played and, for the Patriots for a little bit? Who? Brooks played for the Patriots. You remember that? Not in the regular season. What, he go to camp with them or something? No, I think he played during the season. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure, are you, dude. Are you drinking? You already know, but I'm saying. No, fuck I, him. no Patriots. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, Listen, let me live my life. But, yeah, and, the, and then the number thing you said, you know, that shows, like, dude, you, you got another great guy coming in that wants the same number. Like, you can't, you can't retire – numbers of people that are really good you know what i'm saying like oh this guy's real let's let's just retire 50 of our fucking numbers so no one like come on dude also you're correct he uh he went to camp with them he never made it past that his last game was 2008 with the bucks he had 73 combined tackles on the season man he had that a last, hell that of a stretch. He was, he was hurt. I don't yeah. know if you remember. I remember that last. He had the ham, uh, Brooks had the hamstring the last year. So he was. Uh, man, that guy was just. Those were the glory days, man. We had Derek Brooks and John Lynch and like the dude. Like those, those are the dudes you could root for. Derek Brooks would have never. Remember when Derek Brooks was all on first take? When we, even after we cut him, that was like his job after. He would have never talked shit about any of the Bucks like that. And then I like how McCoy says. Yeah, normally I wouldn't say it, but I'm one of the best players. Bullshit, you wouldn't say it. Come on, bro. Come on. You're you're trying to talk. You're trying to tell us how good you are. Like I like I've said. I said this on Twitter. We got a lot of a lot of people commenting on it. But bro, if if you're a badass, just I and I even talking about. It, I played sports through college. Think about when you were growing up. Those badass dudes growing up, high school, college, into the NFL. If you're a badass player, any kind of sport. You don't got to say it to anyone because when you walk by, everyone else says it. They say, hey, when Warren, when Warren Sapp walks by a huddle of other dudes, they go, hey, that that dude's a bad, bad mother effer right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You don't got it. You don't got yourself up, dude. It's just surprising to me, honestly, that that dude might have just shown us might have shown us true colors. Some people have been saying that for a while. And like you said, it. He, he put some good years in here. I think another thing that I brought up that I still haven't got a great answer from the McCoy lovers is how, if you're that great of a player, how are you not a captain on a five and 11 team? How are you going to tell me that? And that's voted on by your peers. That's voted on by the players in the locker room. So if you're that damn good, how are you not a captain? I still haven't heard a good response from that. Yeah. Cause there ain't one. Jeez almighty, man. He just, He's tired. It, like we'll see him this year. We'll see what's up. See and if he sucks. See if he's I, sacking Jameis in the fourth quarter. 
I wish we had a freaking home game, but we got to go. You know, he he's getting a little lucky. We got to go to them on a damn Thursday, second week, which sucks. And then we got to go play him in London. But I'll tell you what, that second week, I, I hope we go. I hope we go fucking get one and steal one. That I'm, I'm going to be hyped for that Thursday game. I think we'll get them. Um, so, yeah, to, to, to end all that up, I think I'm, I'm – I'm good. I'm definitely moved on from Gerald. I can't wait to see him during the season. I'm I'm curious to see how the season unfolds for him. That's how I'll put it. Yeah, we'll see. If he, well, I mean, he ended up last year with, what, like 30 tackles? So no, I don't even think uh, he had that many, dude. I think it was like 28, 29. Yeah, it wasn't but, a lot. It wasn't, you know, fourth quarter. Also, okay, we're a couple weeks away from uh, the old training camp, so Matt's going to be holding it down. In full force, he's going to be uh, trying to catch the sweat rags from the players and talking to Bruce Arians. So, we're looking forward to that. I'm saying, I'm trying. Give me, give me out there, guys. I'm going I'm gonna hit up a couple people. Maybe uh, you think Greg or JP or any of these guys get us. I might see if I can sneak out with these. Yo, Greg, what's up, man? Pop onto the show one time and be like, hey, man, I got a couple of hot takes for you. Tell you about it. I'm trying so- to get behind the behind the barricades at camp. Man, someday I want to release screenshots of some of the uh, direct messages we've had with Greg where he just shits on us. <laughs> he does it's a killer all, job, all. man. He does a killer, killer job, though. He really and truly does. We got a, we got a lot of people that do good jobs. It's, Jenna it's Lane funny. kills it, too. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. A lot of people are – we got a lot of Bucks fan drama going on lately on Twitter. Like, people are, like, divided and – there's always this divide between Gerald and Jameis, and it's it's interesting. All these people um, on different sides. I don't. I think it might just be the slow time of the year. We got we got nothing else. We got no practices or anything to to go off. So I'll, I'll attribute it to that. Man, I, slow time of year. But okay, some positives. I heard I saw a little article. D'Angelo Hall said that the Bucks uh, Devin White reminds him a lot of Ray Lewis. That's a bold ass statement because dude's not even played it down yet. But uh, man, if we could get that one, that'll be a fire pick. Yeah, I would tell a lot of people. Let's just like pump the brakes on like any rookie. Oh, yeah, let's just look. I I for one think the dude could uh, like I've said it before. I think you can make the Pro Bowl first year or be in the running for defensive rookie of the year, but. Like, let's not talk about it. Let's like be let, about it. Let shit ha- happen organically. Let's not call this kid the next Ray Lewis. Let's let's let him come along at his own pace and uh, not put that pressure. Because if you just keep hearing that pressure and you're the savior and all this shit, I think Joe Buck's fan calls him the savior. Like, let's just let's pump the brakes on that. Let the kid go to camp, get shit, and I think he'll be a difference maker this year. Ask uh, uh, old Gerald McCoy about getting comparisons. Oh man. But uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And um, along that defense, man. Yeah, what what excites you? What are you excited about going into camp? I feel like because we're at that weird point of the year, it's like, do you expect any moves? What are you excited about? So I I told you this kind of off. I expect us to pick up one or two starters before week one. And if not a starter, a guy that will be very heavily like in a defensive rotation or something. Because – Number one, um, Bruce Arians' track record, and number two, I, 
depending on Kappa or Dodson, I think we could add there. I think we could add a running back, and then I think we could add a D-line. So just depends on who becomes available. I'm going to say this again. To me, I'm still calling around on Cam Brate if he if he's healthy and see what we can get for him. Cause, and even going back to Arian's heyday, it, it's not like he's gotten great production out of a tight end. And you can say, yeah, he's never had no Jay Howard and Cam Brate, but hey, he likes to run four wide and, and do this stuff. And we already got OJ Howard. I mean, if you can tell me you can go get a really good right guard or a really good D lineman for Cam Brate or a third round draft pick or something, I might make that move. And then you're clearing money too. Shout out to Mike Evans. That's a good um, dude, man. I know we don't talk about it enough. That's a good guy right there. Yeah, cleared a little space, even though literally all they did was pay him four mil. Ahead I don't of time, even so. mean that. I just mean like he does so much good for people. It feels like, and it just seems yeah. like he's a good guy, man. But um, yeah, I mean, so going back to looking at training camp, there's a very real possibility. Well, I'll say this: I think I think this will happen because as far as rotations, you're going to have one. Two, three, four, five. You could have up to five rookies playing significant playing time on a defense. And I take anyone think that that's not. Um, I, you know, it is a little scary when you when you say it out loud. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, you got Devin White. You're going to pencil him in. If Edwards uh, wins the safety spot, you figure Sean Bunting's going to have a, a big role. You figure Dean's going to at least get in there and then. All, all signs are uh, Anthony Nelson's at least going to rotate it outside linebacker. So we're going to have a lot of young guys, but the good thing is if we hit, if we're hitting on these guys, then it could be kind of a transformation of a defense. And not to mention, it's going to be kind of damn cool that we haven't, we've never seen this since, I mean, me and you have 95. Played. I mean, honestly, like when we got Brooks and, and all the guys back well, no, then. I'm, so, I'm, I'm talking about we're going to go like like the scheme-wise. Oh, this oh, is oh, oh. I, just, I thought you meant the rookies. I was going to say, we haven't seen yeah. a rookie like this or first or second year kind of like, remember the 95, 96 where it was just that influx of the cornerstones of our team. It was the Brooks, the Sap, Lynch, yeah, Abraham, Barber, Shit. And that's what, look, if, you, if you're going to look on the side, and that's what, like I said, I'm excited to see what a damn 3 4 and what Todd Bowles brings. Because it, it's going to, I think Different. it's going to take, it's going to take all of us a couple weeks to kind of look at it at preseason and kind of figure out what we're doing. And if you're going to look at it from a positive point of view, let's look back at the heyday. You got Warren Sapp, you got Derek Brooks, you got John Lynch, right? Kind yep. of a pillar of each thing. Agreed. I'm not going to compare Sapp and Brooks to these guys, but on a smaller scale, say you got Vita, say you got Devin White, and let's let's say Sean Bunting turns into what they think he is. Then you got three pretty good pillars on every level. You know, let's see what happens. But as as uh, looking at the glass half full, that's what you got to look at. You know well, what I mean? I saw someone, I don't remember who it was, post this, and it kind of got me thinking. I don't think it's realistic this year just because of where we're at at the linebacker position. But where are we at? I think, see, I'm going to argue, and, I, and I've looked at some rosters and stuff, and when you say it out loud, 
I don't I, think no, I get it. it we're not that bad off. We really are. not No. But here's my question. Our cap is pretty gnarly right now. I feel like. Well, Mike just saved us four, but yeah. I mean, it's, we have what? Five million dollars? Six, something like that. Probably it's, something like that. I mean, they still got to sign White. I was so going to say, he's what, not even signed yet. Yeah. I think we're going to have, yeah, something, probably somewhere around five. I, yeah, I don't know the exact. Well, here's here's my question. Levante's getting nine or ten, correct? Sounds sounds pretty close, yeah. Something like that. I think he signed a five-year, $55 million deal. So, so something like that, I think is what it was. Do you trade him? After this year, I, uh, after this year's possibility, because I, I think be- fit and just like age, money, all all of the things, you know what I mean. And we're gonna, yeah. we might have to pay Jameis. Yeah, th- I mean, we have so many guys on one year deals though, and and we, if we're going that way, I mean, I could talk about Braid, I could talk about Ryan Jensen, who's I don't think he's living up to his contract of what he's doing. Hopefully at this year, yeah, I'd Hopefully. love for him to live up to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, you got some guys you can definitely make some cap for. I mean, Hargraves, Will Golston, and, you know, there's some guys that aren't living up to it. So, J- Jameis will be the big thing. Uh, so, going on him, if Jameis balls out and we go 5-11, and 11, what's the answer? Move on. Got to draft someone? I, I think so, man. If it just, like, flops Even though you still— do. Even though you've never given the dude a running game or a defense? I get another opportunity when they didn't have – I think he's had one winning season and never a season where he didn't throw almost as many interceptions as touchdowns. No, I agree with you. and I, I, I mean, I think – I'm for, man, I mean, I I'm just, for keeping him in building, but – I just see if you put him on some other teams that I could name that – that his outlook looks a lot damn better for their team. That that's all I can say. Oh, dude, like if, Jameis on the Giants, Jameis on the, the Redskins, the Cowboys, switch, the switch Ravens James with Dak Prescott. Get the hell out of here. The Ravens, shit, just yeah. like I mean, there's a fair amount of t- shit. Jameis on the Chargers, they're a like fringe super. I mean, they might be a Super Bowl already without him, but I'm saying. With him, they could be really special too, and obviously they have Philip Rivers. But I mean, there's plenty of teams. You got to think he would help. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you when we first started. I'm I'm almost kind of seeing a little bit demeanor from him. During I kind of like it. I like stuff. it. Yeah, it's it seems a little different, and you never know. Like, like the dude just had a kid, and that can be a big thing. Look. I mean, a lot of things is we always said to Jameis is like, dude needs to fucking grow up. There ain't nothing gonna grow you up more than having a kid. That's for damn twenty five. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I, I don't think I grew up till about two years ago, and I'm thirty two. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Shit, I'm I still feel grown up. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. It's so tough. We we watch and criticize every move these dudes make, and so at some point it gets to be a little. It's a little unfair in that. We're judging young dudes who just got thrust into a ton of money and opportunity and spotlight about everything. But at the same time, he's done some really dumb and not appropriate and not okay things. So I hope and pray all of that shit is behind him and he actually just moves forward and plays football well and is a good dude off the field. You know, and then on the field. 
you excited about left which um you think there's a there's a case because they bring in Clyde Christensen who's like a guru of quarterbacks you know yeah, worked yeah, with yeah. and all these guys you think there could possibly be like too many guys talking to him though if you got Leftwich, Arians, Christensen, and there's another just regular QB coach, I believe. Um, yeah, they got like coaches for the coaches on this staff, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Bruce Arians has such a good track record, and so does Clyde Christensen. That I, yeah, I'm not worried I, about I, it. But I'm for one anxious to kind of see how Leftwich calls the game, and I hope he commits to. Hope it's better than his throwing to- motion. <laughs> I hope he commits to running the ball. Slow and, uh, as hell. Golly. Byron yeah. Leftwich out there fucking lining up. It's like going into a, a, a war nowadays with like those old old ass like uh <laughs> um I don't even remember what they're called. Oh my god, like cannons. Like he gotta light a, a thing, a wick, and let it burn all the way down. Like that's right. how slow his release was. But I'll just decide. <laughs> He did a pretty good job when he took over for the last couple of games for the Cardinals. I mean, considering what a shitty position he was in, yeah. At least he kind of wrote the shit. Generally, from the coaches, I'm just excited in general. It just seems, I don't know, just hearing the players, the way they're talking about the way practices are going, what they feel, just seems yeah. like man, it, it's moving the right direction. So hopefully, we can keep that going. That would be fucking awesome. I, we yeah, really I, need I, just a competitive team, man. It, and even you got like Mike Evans goes out there and says he he thinks that the secondary and all the rookies look like veterans, and, that, and that's good to hear when you, you when you're talking about players saying that. And man, if you can just get Two. going in there, it's going to be a big deal in training camp. I I'm one to think Vita can kind of push towards a Pro Bowl year, and um, if sure you can hope. get like Sean. Murphy bunting. I hate saying the last name, but Sean Murphy um, or Dean, you know, one of those guys playing a solid year along with Carlton Davis or someone coming along, then, then there's a good shot. What about Vern? We were just, we were so freaking bad. One of the worst defenses. Let's just say we were the worst, whatever. Not wrong. Get get us to middle of the pack. 20th in the league. And we should be playing meaningful games down the stretch and have a shot at sneaking in a wild card. You know, it's it's not unrealistic to just say we were so bad on defense. Let us be the damn 18th best defense in the league and just see where we fall. You know what I mean? Well, offensively, we carried us last year and didn't even lose that many games by many points. I mean, we were in them. And not to mention, we weren't great in the red zone as an offense. So, hey, be better in the red zone as an offense. And fix the historically awful, shitty defense, and let's see what happens. I mean, hey, I'm optimistic. So let's uh, let's wrap up with this. What are you thinking? Who who are you looking at going into training camp? What are some of the things you're excited about? Who you're going to be looking for? I mean, obviously, the, I think the obvious answers are the are the the young corners. I'm really interested to see Mike Edwards. They as a safety, see if he's going to win that job because Bowles and Arians both kind of keyed on him in the draft and said he can do everything they wanted at the safety position. So, I mean, that's secondary. Everybody's going to look at it. On offense, I mean, obviously, right guard is the whole. Everyone's going to be looking at Ronald Jones. Yep. Another one I'm going to kind of check out is 
I think it could kind of be like a sneaky get in there third, fourth receiver like that. Scotty Miller. Damn it. You took mine. I think he's a starter, bro. I think he's going to be the slot guy. I know they keep saying Godwin, but yeah, he's, I, I don't he's know, man. It just, I mean, just the fact if he can come in and make any kind of difference as a six round pick, then this draft could start looking good, especially if you get Murphy Bunton, Jamel Dina, I mean, Anthony Nelson, any of these guys playing this. This has a chance to be a good draft, and a lot of people at the time kind of poo-pooed it. But I want to ask you this because I know you're a big fanboy of this guy. So what is going to be different, or let's just say this. How does O.J. Howard be a stud? Because we talk about this so much, and everyone says he has so much talent, which he does. But, I mean, what what is it going to date like? He's got to put a year together here at some point. I think for okay, I'm definitely a fanboy. A one of my favorite players we've drafted in a long time. Just absolute man child, beast, whatever you want to call it. I think first things first with OJ, he's got to play the entire season, play more snaps than he's played, and play the whole season. That's first. Second, just be himself. I mean, last year he was on pace to catch. I think he was like. They said it might have been like 800 yards or something like that and, and track him for like seven, eight touchdowns if he'd have been healthy. Uh, see, I, don't th- I don't think that's good enough, though. I, if no, that's what I'm saying. He got the, way, the, the way people are talking about him, get up there by the damn Greg Kittles, and, and he was kind of – it was his first year last year, but Travis <laughs> Kells and Ertz and these guys. and his, So that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, is it the – like, See, I don't think not, the scheme allows. That's what I was going to say. Are we not using it? And I don't do think you so. Think that, do you think Arians and Leftwich will use him more to be a Travis Kels or Ertz or, or no? Because well, you know what the shitty part is? He too, historically that, hasn't. That's the thing yeah, is like Arians cor- hasn't done that. Correct. And you know what? It almost works against him, I, in my opinion, and no one ever talks about this. He's such a damn good blocker too. <laughs> He's <laughs> fucking he great. So he helps us so much blocking it. I think that almost hurts his catches and shit. Well, it's kind of like <sighs> Tony Gonzalez was a great blocker, but he still made catches. Antonio Gates became a better blocker in his in you know his mid to late career. I think yeah. OJ Howard came in pro ready at both levels, and I think if you throw that guy a hundred balls, he's catching eighty five of them on the season. I really mean that. I think he's bringing in eighty to eighty five balls. Uh, out of 100 targets. And I really think that, and that's like exceptionally high, but I think, I just think he's that dude, man. I, uh, to me, him, Mike Evans, and I, okay, let's, here's a better game to play. Focal points of the offense, if I had to put them in order, right? Mike Evans, whoever our starting running back, we'll say Peyton Barber. I think it's got to be Mike Evans, Peyton Barber, and to me, OJ Howard. That's the order. As far, as far as us it, priority as the, getting touches, it, right? That to me, and then you get into the Chris Godwin, you know, whomever our three is fourth, and you start going down the list, backup running backs. If you have like Jones out there catching more balls, whatever, Cameron Braid, all that shit. But to me, yep. it's it's got to be your best receiver, your running back, and then him at tight end, dude. No corner can guard him one on one from a physical standpoint. No nope. linebacker can stay with him because he's quick enough to get away. It's like he's a constant mismatch. Some safeties are probably going to play him well for sure, and that's fine. But generally, dude, 
he he was making a lot of catches in the center of the field, and he was getting really good yards after the catch while he was healthy. I just really – I think the biggest thing that's been against O.J. Howard is he hasn't stayed healthy, and we didn't make it a point to get him the ball more. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It, it, you know, I hope that changes. I do too. I think it's – Fucking animal. Guys, that guy's unreal. Yeah, you got to scheme it up a little bit. And, I, you know – that's why I'm, I almost think, as much as he's not an athletic freak, Jameis just always liked Cameron Bray. It was like a safe blanket for him. Like even though he wasn't as athletic, he he really liked throwing to him, especially in the red zone. So, well, yeah, we'll kind of see how it breaks down. But you know, I think realistic talk, numbers about- for OJ Howard. If I had to put a number on it, I'd say like I think he could get eighty catches. I think. He probably ends around 70, maybe 800 yards, nine touchdowns. All right. But. Yeah, just a bad, you know, like I said. It's a scheme fit because if he's getting that, but he's getting a lot of those touchdowns in the red zone or he's getting a lot of catches in the red zone and helping keeping the chains moving in parts where we failed. But then Mike Evans is still getting his 1,000 yards, 10-plus touchdowns, and our running back is actually getting touchdowns this year and getting – it's like – I think OJ can be that X factor that helps because we have so many weapons that I think him in the center of the field blocking or or on delayed release routes, like he can be so special if he's stuck one-on-one on the linebacker, he'll kill him. And I just think that should be such a weapon for us that we use. So I'm done on my OJ Howard tangent. <laughs> I'll give you the last one. You think Alex Kappa come in and play the full year right guard? He better. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? You pick someone up. I, I mean, yeah. Trade for someone. Well, that's a possibility. I do think. What do you think happens with JPP? I haven't heard anything about him recently. Yeah, I think that'll be kind of a late call. That I think that I think that'll kind of go into training camp, and then, you know, if if they kind of see a trade on someone they can get, then they might make a move. Or if nothing comes, I I I think that's going to be more of what happens on the market that they're able to acquire a trade or side. I think that'll kind of dictate how they go about it. Yeah. I'm hopeful, man. So, I, uh, I'm excited to go into the season. It's been a little while since I've been excited like this. Cause it just, it feels so it, fresh and different. Like I don't know what to expect and that's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm even, you know, I, I said after last year that if we had a bad year, I wasn't going to be excited, but they almost hooked me back in with the, with bowls coming in and I'm going to be really excited to see these preseason practices and games and that defense. We just, we'll have to all kind of learn together and see how it works. Cause we, we haven't seen this kind of defense. It's going to be interesting. And I think we're going to, I think we can do good. I think we can get inside on the good side of uh, 20, let's say, let's say into like the teens of defense. I, I think we could surprise some people and get into the, maybe 18th in total defense or something like that. Mm. That would be huge for us. That would be really yeah. huge for us. Let's see what happens, baby. Never know. Always some turnover in the NFL. Let's make it happen, Bucks. Soon enough, we're going to tee it off. Uh, training camp, man. Here we go. Fire the cannon!